According to legend, sometime in the 5th century, a king of the Celtic Britons named Vortigern hired Anglo-Saxon mercenaries to help him fight his domestic enemies to hold his grip on power. His plan worked really well, until it didn't, and then it blew up in his face. Learn more about the treachery of the long knives on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. This episode is sponsored by Masterclass. If you've ever wanted to learn something new, wouldn't you want to learn it from the very best people in their field? Masterclass is exactly that. Online courses where you can learn from the very top people in the world. Learn how to cook from Gordon Ramsay. Learn science from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Photography from Annie Leibovitz. Filmmaking from Spike Lee. Magic from Penn and & Teller. And tennis from Serena Williams. That list is only scratching the surface. You can start learning from the world's best for only $15 per month. Just go to everything-everywhere.com slash masterclass or click on the link in the show notes. Once again, that's everything-everywhere.com slash masterclass. The island of Great Britain was originally an island that was inhabited by Celtic peoples. It was later occupied by Rome and became a Roman province. Yet the people who live on the island didn't end up speaking a Celtic or Romance language. They ended up speaking a language that belonged to the Germanic family of languages. The following story might have had something to do with how that happened. More on that in a bit. The events in question date back to the late 5th century. This is a period of British history that has some major holes. The Roman Empire had collapsed, and nothing had really arisen to take its place. There were many warlords and kings who vied for power. 
This was the period of time when, according to legend, King Arthur would have ruled. So pretty much everything from this period is kind of questionable. One of the rulers at that time was a warlord named Vortigern. He was the leader of the Britons in the wake of the Roman collapse. From what accounts we are told, he got to his position via a lot of duplicity and skullduggery. Supposedly, he had wormed his way into a position of influence with the Romans and took advantage of that to usurp the throne. The two rightful heirs were a pair of young brothers named Aurelius Ambrosius and Uther, and they were sent overseas for their education. Vortigern, having assumed the throne, had a hard time holding on to power. He was constantly dealing with incursions from the Picts and the Scots in the north. He was also dealing with the potential of an armada joining the two brothers to take back the throne. His solution to deal with these problems was to hire mercenaries. Hiring mercenaries wasn't necessarily a bad idea. It had been done throughout history with various levels of success. Vortigern contracted out the work to two Saxon brothers by the name of Hengist and Horsa. They would bring in Germanic mercenaries to fight off the Picts and the Scots on behalf of the Briton king. In exchange for their services, Vortigern offered the Saxons the Isle of Thanet to settle on. Today, the island is actually a peninsula in the county of Kent, but 1,500 years ago, it was an island separated by a 600-meter channel. The Saxons brought over at least 18 warships full of warriors, and probably many, many more over time. And there was something else that Hengist brought over with him, his daughter Rowena. Rowena was, by all accounts, very beautiful, and Vortigern was smitten with her. One evening at a banquet hosted by Hengist, Rowena reportedly got Vortigern so drunk that he offered Hengist anything he wanted for Rowena's hand in marriage. Hengist asked for the entire kingdom of Kent because of Rowena's royal lineage, and supposedly, Vortigern agreed. The Saxons now had a foothold in the island of Britain. Also, supposedly at this banquet, Rowena taught Vortigern the German custom of toasting. Supposedly, when a Saxon raised their drink and said, Vacht Heil, you had to raise your drink and respond, Drink Heil. And this is supposedly how the tradition came to Britain. Over time, the Britons became jealous of the favoritism shown to the Saxons by Vortigern, and they rebelled. Specifically, Vortigern's eldest son, Vortimer, led a rebellion against his father and dethroned him. His brother, Catagern, dueled with Horsa, the brother of Hengist, and they both died. Vortigern and the Saxons were eventually pushed back to the island of Thanet. Hengist asked Vortigern to have a meeting with Vortimer, the now king, and while they were meeting, the Saxons slipped away and went home. However, the Saxons were not done with Britain. Rowena was still with Vortigern, and Vortimer eventually died. Rowena convinced Vortigern to invite Hengist back to Britain and secretly sent a message to her father that Vortimer had passed away. Not wanting to waste an opportunity, Hengist rallied an army of 300,000 men and a fleet of ships to transport them. You can't really hide an army of 300,000, and soon the Briton nobles began to express their outrage at what they saw as a betrayal. Rowena passed word of this to her father, and he switched his plan. He sent a message to Vortigern that he only wanted to assemble such a large army because he thought Vortimer was still alive. What he agreed to do was hold a peace conference where the Saxon leaders would meet the Briton leaders unarmed, and then Vortigern could pick which Saxons would stay and which would return home. The meeting took place on the Salisbury Plain, which is also home to Stonehenge. The Briton nobles arrived dressed in their finery without weapons or armor. The Saxons also arrived without armor and apparently without weapons. They ate and drank and had a good time. However, at the appointed moment, Hengist stood up and shouted, Nemet Aura Saxus, which was in the Saxon language that the Britons couldn't understand. It meant, get your knives. At that moment, 
all of the Saxons present pulled out knives hidden in their boots and stabbed the Briton who was closest to them. The orders were to kill everyone, men and women, and totally wipe out the entire Briton nobility. Save for one person, Vortigern. Because of his relationship with Rowena, he was spared, and instead he was held hostage. The event became known to history as the Treachery of the Long Knives. The 300,000 Germanic invaders all landed in Britain, and that was the beginning of Anglo-Saxon hegemony. And it's why we all now speak English. Or so the legend goes. Because everything I've just told you might never have happened. In fact, it almost certainly didn't happen at the level of detail that I mentioned. The earliest mention of this event was in the Historia Britonium, which was written 400 years after the supposed event took place. Likewise, Geoffrey of Monmouth wrote about it in the Historia Regum Britannia in the 11th century. Most historians don't even know if Vortigern was real. Some suspect that Vortigern might have just been a title and not the name of an actual person. Regardless if it's fact or fantasy, the treachery of the Long Knives has become a part of history. In 1934, a series of Nazi political killings were known as the Night of the Long Knives. In 1964, British Prime Minister Harold Macmillan fired seven members of his cabinet, which was also known as the Night of the Long Knives. There have been several other occasions in history where something unexpected happened quite suddenly, usually firings or murders, which is referred to by the term Long Knives. Sort of like how any political scandal is now given the suffix gate. So, the treachery of the Long Knives is one of those historical stories that has relevance, even if it is or isn't true. The historical record from the 5th century Britain is so bad that we'll never really know what parts of the story are true, if any. The associate producers of Everything Everywhere Daily are Peter Bennett and Thor Thompson. If you'd like to support the show, please join the list of patrons over at patreon.com. And also remember, if you leave a review or send me a question, you too can have it read on the show.